Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Another quiet press box for you. Uh, this was a day off. Yeah. The Twins were not at the ballpark. The minor leaguers were over there. I got here about 2 in the afternoon, and the only guy I saw was 89-year-old George Toma down there edging the uh, grass on the uh, along the baseline at third base, and apparently he'd already done it at first base and around the plate, and uh, George was out here. And now George's crew... Which uh, has to work for you know work for long hours for them. They're out here doctoring the field, but they're the only ones around. So. It's a nice field. Ooh, it is a nice field. It is a nice field. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay. The uh, Vikings have now moved into the new facility out in Egan, right? And they sent out a picture today, a photo today of Bud in his new office. <laughs> and oh, guess what he has? A I window. Know. A, a picture window. A picture it is window. an enormously large window. Yep. Just in case. Now, back in the day, he used to have to monitor the deer as they right. uh, as they hung out at Winter Park. I don't know. This is kind of a this is a uh, area that's a very large. We might we might get a an animal or two to uh, wander around so he can observe them outside the uh, big window. But uh, now, did you great, study the picture, Patrick? Because if you saw a picture of it, is in the corner, is it a bunch of old boxes that say Bud's Garage Sale Boxes? It's full of you know, <laughs> toys or paraphernalia or cleats. Oh, yeah. or- I think when, they're em- when they emptied out Winter Park, half the trucks went to Egan, half of them went to Bud's with uh, stuff that could be sold at the next garage sale. It was Bud who said... Everybody needs a place to go. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. I'm sure it does bother him, however, uh, because it was about a four-minute trip from his house to uh, Winter Park, yeah. and now this is uh, this is a good half hour for him, and we probably won't see him out there quite as often as uh, was that was the case. And in what the past. role are we supposed to pretend he has? He's a consultant. consultant. When Mike Lynn yep. brought him back. Yep. To save the franchise, you know, Mike uh, Les Steckel went three and thirteen, and the Gophers had Lou Holtz, and it looked like they were going to take over the town, and he, he had to bring Bud back. Where was Bud flying in from that they had the press conference at the airport? 
Probably some hunting trip. I yeah. Don't know. Remember that, yeah. though? You were there. Yeah. You were there when they brought him back. And it was at the airport, a room at the airport, and uh, where, where they made the announcement that Mike was trying to keep it a secret, but uh, everybody kind of got a hint as to what he was doing. Kind of like the Community Protection Act. He yeah, yeah. That a secret was, as well. He was bringing Bud back, and uh, when he got him, you know, okay. Then we sat down to the details of the contract, and uh, the contract included uh, the right after one season to become a consultant for life. I believe it's for life with an office with a window. Yep. And that's the <laughs> famous. That's the famous story. I think it was Hedrick, but it might have been one of the other guys. They said, "Well, Bud, we're going to have to move your office." To an in, and they showed him this little interior place at Winter Park. Kind of like where you are, Joe. Here, yeah. <laughs> Bud went home. Bud went home, rummaged through the uh, the paperwork, and brought back the contract that said "office with a window." <laughs> <laughs> he never, he never missed a trick. They talk about guys who never miss a trick. Bud never missed a trick. Nope. Still doesn't. Still hasn't missed a trick. See, I didn't know Bill Goldsworthy's son, Sean, was the Minnetonka coach. I guess I didn't either until yeah. I read about it today. Yeah. Uh, well, good for him. And uh, they've, they've built a powerhouse there. I, they, they've never won it. No. Nope. They uh, they've been there a few times, but they have not been. They've been traditionally good, but they haven't been a real, you know, like the late conference team that everybody feared or anything. Edina must be pretty good, though, huh? Oof. As uh, Jimmy Robertson used to always call it, Edina, mm-hmm. uh, to to be humorous. Uh, what what was it? Seven to one final. I didn't uh, get uh, this seven to one. Yes, seven to one. Seven to one. Minnetonka uh, comes into the tournament on a ten game winning streak, mm-hmm. well, and they uh, play my Hill Murrays. And your Hill Murrays have lost ten games. They're like. Th- it's a very mediocre record by Hill Murray. Mediocre record, is. but you know what? A real seasoned uh, perform. I mean, they 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 they've had heartbreak during the year. Let that that'll be good for them. Oh, okay. They're not right. riding oh. some long. Well, yeah. Street. Plus, it's hockey. Yeah. Three to two. Are you trying to create Somebody... an underdog? Is that what you're trying to well, create? They are oh, the underdog. They are. They are the big underdog. Under. Well, Minnetonka is the one seed. That means her Hill Murray's uh, basically the eight seed. So right. What's St. Uh, Thomas's seeding? They're playing Centennial. Uh, I think they're here. four. I think they're four and uh, and Centennial five. Be five. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think now I don't know if they seed them all the way down to eight. They used to only seed five, and then they'd let the other three uh, let the let the lots take care of those. I don't I don't know what they do, but uh, did the uh, did the uh, view of the uh, arena look uh, rather full today? Uh, did they have their usual full house for this for the uh, Thursday afternoon games? I, I didn't see the upper bowl, it. but the lower bowl was uh, filled. Of course, the student sections were completely full, but uh, it looked like they had a good crowd. Duluth East was jumping on St. Michael Albertville early, huh? 2-0. That's what is that I score, saw. Rook? Is that game uh, over? That is 5 to no. nothing. Duluth East is Ooh. up on St. Michael Albertville with uh, two minutes left in the second period. And we the did, second period. And we did get an email, Joe, that asked, uh, did the mayor really ask if St. Albert Michaelville was a thing? Well, it's a concept. It's two concepts. Yeah. It's, a, it's a two attempts. Two communities very close together, both growing like crazy, and uh, and yeah, they've they've been, but they have been merged forever. 
Mm-hmm. As, a, as a high school. I don't, I don't even know if Albertville ever had its own high school. Rookie and I have been sure. monitoring the introductions. I think the flow is down a bit this year. There's, There's not oh, as much flow. I saw, but, but as was pointed out yesterday, a lot more facial hair. A lot of guys growing the playoff beard. And there is a one guy from Duluth East. He's a ginge, and he's got the flowing red locks, and he, he uh-huh. provided us with a little wink. So okay. you know he's going to – like you know he wink. basically made the, the hockey hair list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gave he's us right. a little love. I uh, kind of agree with somebody I read, though. Has, has that joke now not run its course? Um, I have yet it, to see an introduction of a I team. Mean, we've gone six or seven years, but I mean the newspapers running the photos and naming the all hockey. But because team. it only happens once a year, it's okay. Don't you think? Yeah, I suppose it gets hits. That's all it counts. Right. It's, it's it not hits. always super exciting. Some years are up and down, but I look forward to it every year. And every time there's an introduction, I say to myself, "Will this guy? Does he have what it takes to make the team?" So I play that game in my head. Uh, hey Joe, did you see the uh, the piece that came out today on the uh, the uh, hedge fund that owned a piece of uh, uh, your newspaper chain that has been plundering it for uh, plundering newspaper millions for their own devices of mm-hmm. risky uh, of risky investments? No, I did not see it. Yeah, it's out there. It's, uh, it just came out. Digital about first hour. media. Well, but it wasn't. It was some some outfit that owns like twenty five percent of that has been taking dollars and uh, and and stealing the dollars from the uh, newspapers and investing in crazy ventures. So. You know what the euphemism is? We've been harvested. Harvested. Yeah. Okay, that's, we're harvested that's down to we're about the fields bare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's a good word for it. We're harvested. We got a lot of words like that that. Uh, that uh, seem much more uh, inoffensive than they actually are. So, uh, Eldrick got within two of the lead in Tampa. Uh, yes. Then he just bogeyed. He's uh, now back to three of the lead. Oh, it must now. It's uh, cool down here, and I mean, I mean it sincerely. Today, it's like sixty-six or seven, and there's a brisk breeze. So, I would imagine up north. Uh, where they're playing, it's uh, it's even cooler and windier because the scores aren't really uh, what four unders leading. Nobody, right. nobody's ripping it up up there. I bet it's the wind. I bet it's, he's I bet wearing the wind. a sweater. If that tells you yes. anything, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in the sixties down here. So. Yeah. Well, he yeah. just flew the green on a par three. He's just so inconsistent, but he's hanging in there. I guess. Yeah. He still knows how to scramble, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He mm-hmm. could uh, he could always make a three on a par three when he didn't think he was going to. So, Rook, why don't you take us to break, and uh, we'll return shortly. Derrick Rose and the uh, I said today on Twitter, Putin is uh, threatening world annihilation, and the uh, Tibbs signed Derrick Rose, and the Timberwolves fans are more upset about that than they are Putin threatening world an- annihilation. Uh, what the hell? You know, he did play sixty-four games last year. He uh, this year he came and he went to Cleveland. He thought he was going to play, and then they got other guards, and he didn't play. So. Well, is Might he well. physically uh, fit? We, uh, uh, we have no idea. Hmm. We'll find out. 
We'll find out. But uh, he's signed for 16 games, and they need another guard. So we'll see if he can play or not. There was a couple other candidates out there, but obviously Tibbs likes his own guys. But in his he, day, wasn't he one of the greats? Oh, God, he was he was the MVP in yeah. 2011. And then in 2012, they were terrific again, and he blew out his knee for the first time in the playoffs. And uh, then he's been he's had four knee operations. Reavers thinks he's got knees like Reavers. Uh, well, we'll find out. He did play 64 games last year, played quite a bit, averaged 18 points a game. He was their starter with the, with the New York, and I don't know if he didn't play in Cleveland this year because it was his knees. or he, I know he had some personal issues that he had to deal with, and his wife or his girlfriend just had a baby. Hmm. So that's one reason it took him a while to sign. He just had a baby three days ago. And didn't he have a uh, – Reavers, wasn't there a lawsuit going on this year too? Somebody suing him about uh, – Well, there uh, was the – Sexual um, There was a assault. sexual assault deal that was settled out of court. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was that more than a year a ago. That, but no, but I thought it was going on. I thought it was still oh, it might, going it on might this year. Oh, it yeah, might have been. It might have been. I'm not sure. on this year. I mean, the, the incident was – yeah, several years ago, but this was, uh, you know, so. Well, the Wolves anyway. need a body. They got it. They had two, what, two open roster spots? Yeah. I mean, whatever. They, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, everybody's very worried it's going to cost Tyus minutes and everything. Well, they, they, they made a point to say he and Tyus can play together. You know, there's minutes available because Jimmy Butler's not around and he was playing 38. And we so. have no idea when he might return. They haven't really hinted at it. No. I think there's a damn good chance he doesn't play this year. I don't know. Well, that meniscus, you know. So, so yeah. their their playoff chances are sinking. Well, they would like to limp into the playoffs, but there's they were they probably uh, they might have had an outside chance to get through the first round with him, but uh, if it, without him, they would have no chance. They're uh, they probably have to win eight. You know, out of their last 16, maybe nine to make the playoffs. And they got a few. The next four or five aren't real favorable, and then they then they, then they, they can win some games. It would help be very helpful to win a home game tonight. They can't afford many home losses because the, the teams behind them are winning a lot of games. Although New Orleans, which has won 10 in a row, might have to play without Anthony Davis. Uh, he, he rolled an ankle last night, and he's the one of the two or three best players in the league, and he's been leading this 10-game charge they've had. Utah's coming on strong, so uh, that would, yeah. wonder what's kept Tampa from trying to have a basketball team. Uh, I don't know. The hockey does very well. The hockey does extremely well. The baseball's terrible. I, I, I don't know. They just, I, I, it's never even mentioned. It's It's never mentioned. I mean, probably one reason being Orlando got a team, you know. Orlando didn't get the hockey team. They got the basketball team. I know, but think of that rivalry. They're they're close enough together, though, that, uh, you know, that I think they just said, okay, Orlando, you take basketball, we'll take hockey. I don't know. Hey, Pat, um, I sent the article to Joe, assuming that you had already read it, but I don't know if you have the chance to read Wright Thompson's Ichiro Suzuki article. It is phenomenal. Oh really? So yeah. where did he? Uh, when did it he was spend posted time online with him? earlier today? I believe it's going to debut it. in the April edition of ESPN the magazine. It's it's very in depth, and apparently he did it mostly via text messaging um, when Ichiro was training over in Japan. 
This wow. guy is a nutcase, each girl. Yeah. As far as working out? Oh, well, it's to the yeah. T. I mean, it's 10 okay, 15, he's taking 50 swings, and then it's. Okay. There's okay. a great piece. I post it to the Sports Talk page, um, but there's a great uh, part in which D. Gordon, who, used to, who played with him in Miami, the season is over with, and he came back to the locker room to pick up a few things. He's like, who the hell is taking cuts in the batting cage right now? You know, the season's <laughs> over with. And yeah. Ichiro was in there working out like mad, taking his axe. Uh-huh. Well, and it sounds like he's uh, he's uh, he's organized then. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, he'd be like Carew. He'd have all the brown sweaters in one line and all the red ones. <laughs> Reminded me of another one. guy I know in green, that room over there. Green, green ones. <laughs> Who did Ichiro sign with? Mariners. Uh, Mariners. Going back to the Mariners, yeah. his original team, he's 45 Four. or 44. 44. 44. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they. they what Reavers pointed out to me yesterday. I didn't know that their one of their outfielders got hurt, so they're going to take a shot at him. Maybe he'll put some people in the stand. That's his diet. He eats uh, thinly sliced uh, pieces of beef tongue. That's stuff it? like that. Yeah, he's he got a, one restaurant he goes to every night over in Kobe, Japan, <laughs> and they uh, they give him this, all this weird <laughs> stuff and <laughs> makes him youthful, I guess. Oh well, good for him. He said, "I know the ja- I was telling those guys yesterday. The early years here, the Japanese writers who were traveling with him couldn't stand him because he treated them like dog meat. Hmm. He did not meet, unlike Matsui, who was with the Yankees. They all loved him because he was a great guy. But uh, Ichiro was uh, probably too self-involved to give a damn about no, it. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Wright because Wright Thompson's a heck of a writer. Was he a, a Wyomania member? Yeah, a couple of years. Okay, we pretty much had to ban him. <laughs> he changed the uh, he changed the culture. You know how PJ's trying to change the culture? Yeah. He changed the culture. How so? Well, there's a bunch of old, polite sports writers who might have a beer, and uh, pretty soon it was, uh, you know, we were afraid the police were going to show up, you know. Was, was he boisterous? He's a, he's a high-strung fella. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is. He's a fantastic writer, good guy, but uh, he brought out the worst in many of the uh, <laughs> of many of the wild maniacs. Uh, Let's, that's when I started driving, Joe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's when they started taking advantage of my sobriety, yes. In other words, you wouldn't want him driving. Oh, God, no. No. Uh, no. Yeah, no I don't think I'd want him driving sober. Hey. He's a high-strung fellow. Hey, fellas, I got a thought. Yeah. How about I get behind the <laughs> I got an yeah. idea. <laughs> Instead of this guy that's point two six, let's, uh, <laughs> let's let me drive. Uh, yeah, so. Okay, we'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal. And your money now. And we had a decent day in the stock market today. For the second day in a row, stocks swung between gains and losses. But but today, the major indexes all closed higher with the Dow Jones Industrial Average ahead 93 points. The NASDAQ Composite rose 31 points and the S&P 500 gained 12. Health service provider Cigna reached a deal to acquire pharmacy benefits manager Express Scripts for about $67 billion. The company said the deal will create a wider portfolio of health services with greater choice as well as help make them uh, more affordable for customers.
There's a lot of fake news on Twitter, and it moves around a lot faster than the real thing. A new study by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology found falsehoods travel farther, faster, deeper, and more broadly than the truth in all categories of information. The study found that on Twitter, false news stories are 70% more likely to be retweeted than real ones, and it takes true stories about six times as long to reach 1,500 people than it takes fake stories. Fake news. One MIT professor said one reason why fake news is so alluring is because it's more interesting than the truth. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Yeah, the truth is boring. Uh, the truth is we're going to cut you loose and talk to you again tomorrow. We're going to check traffic here. Thank you very much. This one's sponsored by Walgreens. We'll start with westbound 494, already bad this afternoon between 77 and Penn. Uh, the other direction of 494, also seeing building levels. If you opted for the westbound crosstown, you're all stacked and backed from 28th over to Portland. Rolling between the downtowns, westbound 94, building levels as you approach downtown 15 minutes eastbound between much quicker at 10. Walgreens has your trusted favorites in cosmetics, skincare, and... Bye. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 31 degrees. A two-way quarterfinal state hockey tournament going on today. Edina beats Lakeville North 7-1. They've just started the third period in game number two. In that one, Duluth East leads St. Michael Albertville a 5 to nothing. Johnny. Uh, yeah. Two yawners. Mm-hmm. Two yawners. 7-1 and 5-0. Come on. Well, tonight. Hell? Well, last night you had what? Uh, Alex beating Thief River one nothing. Alex. Yes. Alex. 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 What's their uh, What's their team nickname, Kenny? Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. I'd like to solve the puzzle, Alex. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm just here to just want to try. To I'll take Borage for four hundred. <laughs> just want to solve the puzzle there. Yeah. Tonight, Hill Murray and Minnetonka, and Centennial and St. Thomas Academy. Minnetonka is the skippers. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Hill Murray's go. the Pioneers. Mm-hmm. St. Thomas is the Cadets. What mm-hmm. is Centennial, I wonder? Aren't they the Centennial. Rockets? Are they the Rockets? I don't no, know. no, 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 no. They're not. Are they the, I'm thinking no. Century. Century is the Rockets. I have no idea. Whacked and stacked down the hall. The uh, tall one went to Duluth, so uh, she won't shut up about Duluth today. Yeah. Up Even and down the halls talking about Duluth. My God. <laughs> Centennial, very appropriately named the Cougars. Oh, yeah. right. well, hey, they're they're there now. That's Lionel <laughs> Lakes, baby. We got Cougars there now. Wolfside Derek Rose. Big cats, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll be reunited with his coach when he was in Chicago. That, of course, being Tom Thibodeau. Uh, Timberwolves in action tonight. They play the Celtics at the Target Center. No Twins action today. Uh, day off. They'll play Tampa Bay tomorrow. So, Derek went through the uh, shoot-around this morning, and they talked like he might actually play a few minutes. So. Hmm. Hey, Pat, um, you were off the air, we were talking about the big bird that Bud has hanging in his office in this yeah, picture. Well, well, I don't know what it is. It's a turkey. But how big was the damn thing? Well, they well, cape yeah, it. but we don't see the head of it. They so. cape them out like a deer hide. They cape them out, and oh. they bring them to taxidermist. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Is cape okay. them out some uh, rural term? Uh, you know, you have to be Ooh, from the country. Kind of, to kind of a shot. It's kind of a city. Wow. It's kind of a city at shot. He's wow. shaking his head, and that big burly beard is just going back and forth. And sh- they stretch them out. Well, we cape them out, man. That's what we do up in Allen. You got to cape out a turkey, man, like a deer hide. 
<laughs> if we had a camera in here and people could read yeah, Kenny's we should lips have a camera for the last 20 seconds. Wow. Yeah, he might so, kill all of us. <laughs> not responding to We'll all be I'm camped not, out I'm, in his I'm office. I'm supporting you, Kenny. I'm supporting God, you. These, you uh, you're the, the only people I know that bask in ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> so GD stupid. I thought you were going to be. All of them. No, and you're no, proud of no, your No, you're going to be quiet. Remember? You're not going to take the You wear your, your badge of stupidity with pride. <laughs> hey, bud, did you cape it out? Did no, you cape man. out that turkey, man? Because that's what you have to do, man. It's, it's a common term that sure everybody uses. It it's very uses. common. I use it all the time. we got to cape it out. Especially up in Alex. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, one observation oh, about wow. the... Uh, this. I know my hunting and fishing. Yeah. Oh, my God. One observation about the spacious uh, wooded office for Mr. Yes. Grant. Um, I see right next to a plug. What do you think the uh, the odds are? What percentage of chance or possibility uh, will he be using that USB port that plugs into the wall <laughs> next to the electrical socket? Do you think that's... Is that just a prop, or do you think that actually works? Well, I suppose when they someday when they try to move butt out of his office, they'll have it there for somebody else. <laughs> and the only other thing that disturbs me about looking at his office photo is I'm hoping that he doesn't have a MERS. Oh, I see. Huh? There's a purse attached to is a that chair a, next to Bud's desk. Probably just a bag or something. Okay, because he doesn't he doesn't seem like the type that would wear have a purse. Bigger question, Kenny. Unless somebody gave it to him for free. True, right. true. Then he's got a purse for the garage sale. Bigger question, Kenny. Um, how much would it take for you to take the old mayor to the tree stand next fall for a good old hunting <laughs> session? I wouldn't talk or anything. Uh. Next story, John. News notes from today. The owners of a twin... What time you want to get up, Kenny? You going to keep out a deer? (laughs) Wow. I I think he's dismissed you audio. Yes, yes. Audio-wise. Just fun to see Kenny just stew. (laughs) The owners of a Twin Cities dog that was shot and killed are offering a reward for information that leads to the suspect involved. Hope they didn't keep it out. The dog was (laughs) reported missing in December. Its body was found on Pelican Lake this week. St. Paul police said owners of the dog started getting phone calls from a man who said he had the animal. Caller said he'd return the dog for ransom money. Really? Police wow. say the owners delivered the money but never got the dog back. Uh, yesterday, our TV affiliate KSTP spoke with a Minneapolis bounty hunter involved in the investigation. Uh, Stu Peters is his name. He said, it worries me that a person capable of doing this is in the community among people like you and I. They put a bounty hunter on the case? Apparently, yes. Wouldn't at the wouldn't huh. at the point of exchanging the money you want to see the dog? Isn't that how uh, that should work? I'd want to see the dog. No, it's like the Lebowski. You throw the money out of the car. You throw <laughs> right. the you throw the He's ringer with the whites <laughs> out of the, the car. Yeah. The and then you roll out of the car with your AK loaded. Yeah. <laughs> did they if you mention it, I'm sorry, did they what was the amount disclosed, John? They didn't say. Oh, they, they didn't, didn't say. say. Uh, President Trump, this afternoon in the past hour, in fact, following through on one of his most controversial campaign promises, he signed two proclamations that implement tariffs on imported steel and aluminum, but exempt Canada and Mexico. President signed the tariffs in the White House's Roosevelt Room, surrounded by workers who will benefit from the moves, he says. The tariffs will take effect in 15 days. Uh, days excuse me. The moves will slap a 25% levy on steel, 10% charge on aluminum. White House officials say the tariffs are an essential matter of domestic and economic security. Why, why is that bad? Because you're going to pay more the next time you go to buy a vacuum cleaner. Or an ice box or a Made washing out machine. of steel that right. came from our shores, though. 
correct or not? Not necessarily. Uh, well, so this won't necessarily uh, increase. It's a tariff on imported steel and aluminum. But, but will the tariff, and I don't know, and I'm not trying to fight here, won't the tariff in turn make us use American steel more or not? It might, but then they're going to start slapping tariffs on stuff that we try to sell to them. That's uh, and that's going to plus the those the, folks. the greatest percentage. Our, our exporters aren't going to do too the greatest much. percentage of foreign steel we get is from Canada, and we're not going to tariff them. So you <laughs> figure it out, Kenny. The EU said I, I, I'm yesterday. I'm not being hostile. I'm no one said you question. were. The EU said yesterday uh, they would start immediately uh, raising uh, prices, tariffs. On Harley Davidson, on uh, there Bourbon, were three, yeah, uh, things cool. that we send there, so that uh, that would hurt those companies. Obviously, raising prices in those countries for that. I see. Uh, the Sopranos is getting a big screen treatment. New Line Cinema developing a movie prequel, currently titled "The Many Saints of Newark." Uh, I, I, did they hear about what happened to the lead character? However, yes. Uh, how, how are we going to get him? That's why it's but, a prequel. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll be written by David Chase. Chase, of course, created The Sopranos. Uh, some of the fan-favorite characters from The Sopranos are expected to appear in the film set in the era of the Newark riots in the 60s when African Americans and Italians were adversaries. Considered one of the greatest television series of all time, the groundbreaking series ran from 1999 to 2007. Uh, Chase will serve as producer as well as co-writer on the film. His last feature film was the 2012 drama Not Fade Away, which actually starred James Gandolfini. Uh, according to Warner Brothers, David's a masterful storyteller, and we, along with our colleagues, are thrilled he's decided to revisit and enlarge the Soprano universe in this film. Wonder who gets to play young Polly. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who's got the hair? Who's got the hair to play young Polly? Or is it just a, a guy that it's the same head and hair, but it's on a smaller body? <laughs> I still want to know what happened to the Russian out in the woods. <laughs> that still bothers me. What happened to the Russian out Never in the woods? Never found out. Nope. And I love that they're running around in the woods with their street shoes. Paulie had the sweatsuit on. <laughs> I'd rate it number three behind The Wire, number one, and number two, the first season of True Detective. Yeah, that one even came out of nowhere. True Detective. You don't even include good. Deadwood in there, huh? You didn't. Uh, nah, I'm still a Rockford Files guy. They said that they said the long c word too often in that. It offended me in Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> Clavicle? I'm not a profane guy. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. No. <laughs> New York City. You say you were one. I said you were acting <laughs> like one. Classic line. <laughs> New York City is using dry ice to reduce its rat population. Daily News says the program is in effect citywide after a 2016 pilot was successful. They used the frozen carbon dioxide to kill the rats. The health department's pest control director, Ricky Simeon, says dry ice is effective but doesn't harm birds of prey. Exterminators bearing, uh, are bearing smoking dry ice in burrows and park flower beds. The rats are trapped inside. They suffocate and they die within minutes. Some rats may escape, so an area is typically treated three times. Simeon says they found uh, this has worked where there has been problems. Johnny. Yes. How about not putting your garbage out on the street corner at midnight out of every business and have them pick it up at 5 o'clock in the morning? That that might that would help reduce the rat population, sure. too. All right. so, Thank yeah. you for that. That's mm -hmm. very correct.
Kenny, I would like to brighten your mood, sir. I'm in a fine mood. Okay. I, there's no problem. I mean, for well, Kenny. You're going to be in, you're, you're gonna be even a, in an even better mood to realize that we are booking a Brandon Lang a, ex, uh, appearance for next week. How do I know him? Who's he's the gambling guy from oh, Vegas. Right. Oh, right. Guy, he's the gambling guy from Vegas that you... Uh, When's Final you, uh, Four? Are we going to talk Final well, Four? Well, this is going to be the start of the NCAA tournament, but then we'll have him back for the final yeah, four. Yeah, we got to have him back. His for guy texted me and said, "Would you take Brandon anytime, oh. any place?" Hell said. yes! You know, he yeah. did lose a notch of credibility. I think the last time he was on, when he called Bill Belichick overrated, <laughs> <laughs> that was a little that was a little much. And Shashevsky overrated. Yes, that was. A, now I could go along with yeah. that. Yeah, you agreed with that part. Yeah, Probably right. would earn him an instant spot on the show. <laughs> Twenty four seven Wall Street, which is a uh, it's a online uh, forum that uh, dates uh, dates lists certain things. Uh, they've gone through all the data from the CDC to identify the states that report the highest levels of adults who binge drink or drink heavily. So, a list of the drunkest states in the U.S. We'll start at number six because it is Minnesota. Wisconsin's got to be one. It, it's here. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's hang on. Uh, Minnesota ranks, ranks number six. The adults, number of adults drinking excessively, 21.1%. So almost a quarter. How many of those point. 21% have to work with Souchere and Rookie? <laughs> Three. Yeah. yeah. Three. It's like eating over. 100%. It's like eating over the, uh, over the sink. You just stand at the refrigerator and pour it in. <laughs> Try to forget what was your day. <laughs> Uh, number five is Illinois. Number four is Montana. Number three, Alaska. And as you uh, said, Mr. Reavers, number two is Wisconsin. Wow. They, they I have, thought they'd be one. No. Adults Who? drinking excessively, 24.5%. Wait a minute. North Wisconsin? Dakota? It's got to be your state, isn't it? <laughs> it is my state. Really? <laughs> number one. What North distinguishes Dakota. these top six? Uh, they're all in the north. They're all cold yeah. weather areas. Every yeah. every so single it, one of them. It's drinking from boredom. Uh, probably. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Warmth. Warmth. Boredom. Mm. Cabin fever. Yeah. Taste. They're all GLers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Kenny says. And I love them. <laughs> How'd you like to be out for a walk and run into this? Residents what? residents near San Diego are being warned to be on the lookout for a five and a half foot long monitor lizard that got like out lizards. of his cage. Where the oh was that the San Diego Zoo? Uh, no, Mike Estevez told KGTV the thirty five pound reptile named Bubbles was. Last <laughs> last I didn't know he was in town. Did Bubbles get out again? <laughs> was last seen on Sunday at his store, Mike's Pets. I saw on the Blue Planet lizards strip a water buffalo right down to the bone. Come on. One? Didn't take them long. One of these? Couple couple of uh, big, big suckers. Monitor lizards? Monitor lizards. What is these animals? Pat, if you you encounter one, you should... uh, Bring it to the attention of your own personal friend, Randy Wayne White, and let him know, and, and maybe he'll remember you then. Yes. <laughs> These are the ones with the four-foot tongue, right? Yeah, this yeah. guy had a big tongue. He can do some damage yeah. with that It thing. was probably the, uh, the same thing that escaped here, because this story says they are carnivorous critters. Oh, yeah. And he managed to escape through a crevice at the bottom of a cage. Security camera footage shows Bubbles sauntering toward the back of the store. Uh, Estevez does say Bubbles is good around people and often roams around the store when customers are there, but 
He says if you run into him, you probably shouldn't try to grab him and save him for the uh, police. Why uh, Why does he have, he's not going to sell a monitor lizard to the public. So, why is the lizard there? Sounds like it's a pet. If he okay. lets it roam around the store. Oh, they got him down there. They oh, they got him. In fact, yeah, uh, <laughs> the hotel down the street from ours had the, the yard lizard. You know, the guy that just roams around the... Right. We call him a yard lizard. <laughs> what is wow. wrong with you? Just roams around wow. the yard. Can I help hoping, you, man? Hope, hoping, hoping, right. He's very optimistic. He just, he's hoping. Oh a yard lizard. You know, they call me the yard lizard. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a good old blue Well, song, he just it? lives at the I'm hotel. You know, they sure feed him does. and he just yeah, hangs right. out. Get you a towel or uh, anything else? Wink, wink. <laughs> It took an odd turn I didn't expect. Oh, it did. An officer of the British... What is a yard lizard? Well, okay. Uh, we'll show you off the air, pal. <laughs> I heard you uh, in a previous life, Joe, weren't you a lot lizard at one point or another? No. Oh, okay. You ever wash your hands with dishwashing soap? Doesn't work. What oh, the hell? I love oh, that. It's a really? great smell. Palm olive? Yeah. What are you, Marge? You're soaking in it. No, I didn't Dishwashing, look at... No, it's palm olive. Because we're, we're out of the other stuff. Ah. I had read that flu story and I freaked out. There are stores, Joe, you can stop them. You can get yourself some hand soap. Yeah. Yeah. What an odd duck, Mr. Good Mr. Lord. Shrey. Hey, how come they you still have You ever wear cotton well? t-shirts? <laughs> what, the, what the hell? Just out of nowhere. How come they still have flu shots available at the drugstores? Isn't that, isn't that come and gone here? It's too no, late No, we now. still got no, it. You, they're still out there. You can, you can get it. You can get it, yeah. yeah. You guys are idiots. Oh, my God. You talking to all of us? Yeah, every single one. <laughs> one or two of us. And half the listeners. If only if I were a red field and stream, I would have known what cape out means. It's the only term for it. There's no other term What does for it even it? mean? It means remove the cape. So it's, what you cape? know. Well, like a like a stick of a bear rug, right? Yeah. Isn't the that what fur, you mean, Kenny? The fur, yeah. the feathers. Turkeys don't have fur. No, but they have feathers attached to skin. Yeah. And they take it off. Oh, this oh. has been my favorite oh, segment ever. Kenny's going to absolutely kill somebody. Holy here. cow. You went to school, right? Were you barefoot in one room and feeding coal into the fire? In the middle of the city. Crapping in the outhouse? How dumb can one man be? Jeez, he's on a major market radio station. 50,000 watches it make. Flamethrower. Yeah. He's on the wall in the. GD Museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use dish soap oh. on your hands? <laughs> you ever wash your hands with dish soap? Well, I got a question great. for you. Why don't they just drive around that Berlin Wall? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his finest. <laughs> right there, Royce. Home run. <laughs> so just drive around. <laughs> oh, yeah. An officer of the British... And to think I defend you to listeners. People come up to me. Hey, he's not really that dumb, is he? <laughs> oh, no, no. He's dumb like a fox. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> An officer of the British Transport Police accidentally handed... You're hurting my feelings, Kenny. I'm sorry, Joe. It's I, all for the radio. I know it is. Wait. It's, all, it's all a bit? I just came from a rummage sale, man. Oh, I was wondering where you got these hands. Oh, it's dishwashing. What do I try? Everything. And use palm olive dishwashing liquid. It softens your hands That's while you I do the do. dishes. You're soaking in it. In dishwashing liquid? Oh, it's palm olive. Mild? Well, more than mild. Makes loads of suds at last. All right, stop. And palm stop olive softens. We don't have time for this nonsense. <laughs> no. As opposed to the last 10 Putin minutes. Putin is threatening to blow up the world and he doesn't even make the news today. For <laughs> An officer. But Paul Malov did twice. Right. Twice. Yeah. 
An officer of the British Transport Police accidentally handcuffed himself to a stair railing at the Exeter Central Railway Station in England. Apparently, he was walking down the steps, and uh, part of his handcuffs caught on the railing Boom. and closed <laughs> shut. Oh. <laughs> Fellow officers took a picture while the man was fumbling with one arm to try and find his keys. It's Peter Sellers. <laughs> yeah, yeah it does. you're right. Uh, they uh, hashtagged it on Twitter as... Hashtag cake fine, because apparently every time a U.K. officer screws up, they have to buy cake for all their colleagues. Thank you. Uh, Pat Duluth East uh, took care of uh, St. Michael Albertville. Uh, How badly? How bad, Brooke? It was 5-0. 5 0. So mm-hmm. we got a 5 0 and a 7 1 today. Not mm-hmm. exactly a nail biter. That's what happens when you seed them rather than slap them together uh, like they used to do. What's coming time. up on the ride? Well, we have uh, Chris Long will be reporting later from the hockey tournament with us. He'll give us some insights. And Steve Ashburner is going to tell us about Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. He was uh, down in Chicago when they were all together, that whole collection of Bulls. And uh, they're now being called the Timber Bulls around the uh, around the league after they brought, added uh, Derrick Rose to the mix today. Pretty good uh, Celtics team in town, huh? Yes, they're pretty good. Uh, although they they got a little couple of injury problems themselves, so uh, it's a, it's a chance to win a game, but you're going to have to play well. And I'm not sure they've had five days off, so they should uh, be be ready to play anyway. All right, very good. Thank you. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis. It's thirty degrees.